Hello, and thanks for tuning in. This is Simply Kennedy, and I'm your host, Kennedy. Um, in case you're new here, this is the podcast where I talk about all things pop culture, from internet trends to fashion trends to movies, TV, music, and a whole lot more. Um, I'm so glad you've tuned in. So before we do anything else, as always, you can listen to my pre-recorded ad. Helps me make a little bit of money off the podcast, so let's do that, and then we'll jump into the rest of the episode. All right, thank you so much for listening to that ad. I really, truly do appreciate that that you guys listen to it. I know I say this every week, but I really, really do mean it. Um, I I understand as a podcast listener, because I do listen to a lot of podcasts, how annoying it can be to have to listen to an ad. But from the perspective of, of a podcast host, it really means a lot to us, and those ads, um, they don't make us a ton of money, or at least mine don't, but... It's something, and, you know, something is something. Um, anyway, I have a lot to talk about today. Just a lot of little stuff that's going on in the world of pop culture and whatnot. Before I get into that, I kind of wanted to share a personal story with you guys. And I know I don't really ever get, like, personal on here, but this one's a little funny, so I don't know. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Anyway, um, what I do, especially on Tuesdays and Thursdays, is I have school. So that generally um, takes up some of my day. Uh, today was a particularly good day because I got home early from school. Um, I'm in college in case you didn't know that. Um, and whenever I get home, because I only go twice a week, so the other days I work on Kennedy C Media, but, um, even then there's a lot to be done. So I, for today, for example, got home about 10.45-ish, um, I did some stuff for KenVC Media. I'm preparing a lot for my YouTube channel next week and stuff. Um, and I had like about 20 minutes to like my lunch break that I give myself. And somebody was meeting me here at my house for lunch. So I said, okay, I 20 minutes. I don't think I'll have enough time to record the podcast. But I... I don't really have anything else to do for Kennedy C Media. And I feel like I always have to be doing something or another. So I didn't feel like comfortable not doing anything. So I said, okay, uh, my podcast, and let me give you a little bit more backstory before I continue. My podcast is um, always recorded on Thursdays, the day I upload it, unless I'm uploading on a Friday occasionally. Um, and so I... I like to record them on Thursdays because, or whatever day I'm uploading, because I love a good, raw, unedited version of whatever I record. It keeps my opinions authentic and just real. So that's what I do. So, back to the story. I didn't have enough time to record an episode. I also don't script my episodes because, again, I like to keep it raw and real and authentic. So, I said, but I do kind of make myself a cheat sheet of, um, you know, what I want to talk about, um, you know, any numbers or uh, facts or, uh, you know, titles, stuff like that that I want to remember, um, just, um, you know, whatever I'm going to be talking about. So I said, okay, I'm going to do a run-through of the podcast. Uh, you know, if I don't get to finish, that's fine, but let me just do, like, a run-through. So basically I was doing kind of like, I guess what you would call, like, a rehearsal or whatnot. Obviously not scripted or anything as usual, but I basically sat down without my recording equipment or anything, and 
did what I'm doing now. Like if I was recording the episode, I just started talking and talking and talking as if it was the actual podcast. Thinking the person who's meeting me for lunch would be getting here in a minute. Well, I... It's about 30 minutes later now, 36 minutes, actually. Yes, I did check the time, very specific. Um, And they are running late. So I literally finish without pauses, without anything, just a perfect run-through of the episode. Like, perfect. And I so regret having not recorded it. First of all, what a waste of time. And I'm not blaming the person who was late. It wasn't their fault in any way, and it's not my fault. But what a waste of my time to literally do the same thing twice in one day when I had a perfect run through the first time and could have uploaded it. And second of all, I'm only, now I feel so much pressure because the first run through went so good. I'm really hoping this one goes just as good because there was some, some really good stuff I said that I want you guys to hear. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully this will go as good as that did. And hopefully you found that story somewhat funny or interesting in some way or another. Uh, if not, I will promise I will never ever, um, include anything about my personal life ever again on the podcast. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, moving on. Sorry if you can hear noise, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, let's just get into it. I have lots to talk about, so let's start with, um, Kevin Feige. So Kevin Feige, in case you didn't know, is or was, rather, and you'll understand why I said was in a second, the head of Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios is consists of the MCU, basically. The MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in case you're not aware of that, which is basically all of those movies you see at the theater, um, and pretty much any of the movies that tie into one another or to the Avengers movies are MCU. Now, he was the head of Marvel Studios. However, this week he received a promotion, and he has now been... Um, promoted to Marvel's chief creative officer. So this means he'll oversee all creative and story initiatives. Uh, basically what this means is he's no longer just in charge of Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but he now has additional responsibilities, which are um, the Marvel Television or Marvel Entertainment, um, which is currently um, being overseen by Jeff Loeb, I believe is his name. I could be wrong on that name, uh, but that's, I want to say that's it. Uh, however, I, I believe I heard a rumor that he's going to be retiring soon, so obviously that is part of the reason why Kevin Feige is overseeing Marvel television as well now. And then he'll also be in charge of Marvel Comics, so basically every aspect of Marvel, Kevin Feige will now be overseeing it. Um, I've got mixed emotions about this. I think there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons to Kevin Feige overseeing, well, basically the entirety of Marvel. Um, pros, or the biggest pro. Let me just give you the biggest pro and the biggest con, and I'll let you form your own opinions. So the biggest pro is definitely that we are now most likely, or at least we have the ability to, get some crossovers between the Marvel television shows and the Marvel Studios movies, the MCU movies. Now, previously, and I've talked about this before, it's been announced that Disney Plus is developing some Marvel series. However, these series, despite not being movies, they are series, they fall under MCU, and that's how they are able to tie into the movies. But now we have this new unique opportunity where some of the existing Marvel shows, such as, for example, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or um, 
cloak and dagger or my personal favorite and I'm actually you can't see me obviously but I'm wearing a shirt right now for them is Marvel's Runaways. We have now that opportunity to where if Kevin Feige is overseeing all of this he has that ability to kind of do some crossovers between the Marvel television shows and as well as the Marvel movies and I think that would be really cool. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Um, the and the other kind of like pro to it, and I know I said I would only give one pro and one con, but while I'm talking about it, um, there's also talks that he could be reviving some of those shows. Um, we had Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, you know, there was a few shows from Netflix that got canceled that fans really did like. Daredevil, I believe, is another one. Um, so now there's this opportunity to where Kevin Feige could possibly, potentially bring those back. So that's going to be very interesting. Now, I think for me the biggest con is this. Kevin Feige's background is primarily, or entirely, I think, in film, as you know, and, and not just with his background in Marvel Studios, but even before that, his background is film. And storytelling through film, and even TV, I think those go hand in hand to some extent, not totally, but to some extent, um, is very different from storytelling in comics. And... I truly think that if you're going to be overseeing Marvel Comics, you should be someone with a background in comics. Now, is that to say that I think Kevin Feige is going to run Marvel Comics into the ground? Of course not. I have complete faith in him. I think he's done a great job with Marvel Studios. And I think he's got some really great plans for um, the Disney Plus series, um, Marvel series. And, you know, he's working on a Star Wars movie, so he's got a lot going on. I just personally, and I'm sure there's somebody he still has to report to, especially in the comic book um, like department of it all but I'm just very curious what changes are going to be made in terms of comics his background is not in comics how is that going to affect the storytelling now obviously he's not the writer he's not the artist behind the comics so that's still going to remain you know people with comic backgrounds but he's overseeing it so yes I'm sure he has to like review the pitches for new comics or you know he can say hey I don't like this storyline or whatever um so that's very interesting I'm very curious to see how that's gonna go very very curious um yeah I, I just I don't know I don't know how that's gonna go I definitely will be keeping an eye out on the next few months to see any shifts or changes in the comics that I see but yeah, it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see those changes and shifts and hopefully they're for the better or at least at the same level they are now and not for the worse. Um, in other news, uh, AMC, which in case you didn't know, is the largest movie theater chain in the world, which is insane and also kind of ironic because in my area, I don't think we have any theaters other than Cinemark and I feel like in a lot of areas in Texas that's the case. Um, might just be a Texas thing though, I'm not sure. But in any case, AMC is the largest movie theater chain in the world, apparently. Um, and they are developing a on-demand streaming service. So this is not this is not going to be a streaming service in the sense of like, for example, Netflix, where or even like Hulu, where you go in there and you can watch any of your shows or movies that are on there. This is an on-demand streaming service. So this is going to be. Um, somewhat similar to like Prime Video, for example, where you go in and you have to still um, purchase the movie or, or rent the movie. So this is going to be like you can rent or buy movies. And they're supposed to have 2,000 movies. Now, I don't know if this is upon launch or not. It could be um, just over time 2,000 or it could be upon launch, which would be pretty cool. Um, 
And I, I've been talking about streaming services a lot on the podcast. Um, I did Battle of the Streaming Services Part 1, which is basically where I kind of talked about all the current major streaming services that are available, or the two, which are Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus, that are coming out that are supposed to be some of the big ones. Um, so I did that, and I'm doing a Part 2 later on, probably in December, once I'm more familiar with Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus after they've been released. And I've been talking about this because, and I've, I've actually said this already, but um, I believe streaming services are really the future of how we receive movies and TV. If not movies, at least TV and series. Because I said series again. I try my best not to, but series is the plural of series, which makes no sense to me, but whatever. Anyway. Um, I truly believe it's the future. I think the one thing about movies, though, is just the experience of it all, like going to the theater, getting popcorn, sitting down, and whatnot. So I, I feel like that, and maybe in the future that experience will die, but I think at least for now it's pretty safe. But in terms of, like, um, DVDs, those are a thing of the past, even Blu-rays. I think in terms of watching TV on cable and stuff like that, that is a thing of the past. So I think definitely the future is on-demand, no, 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 not just on-demand streaming services, but streaming services in general. Um, I think they're also going to be, like, more cost-efficient in the future. Like, if you really think about it, add up your cable bill right now and add up all the streaming services you have, and I'm sure everything you want to watch is on those streaming services as well, and you're paying less. But anyway, I'm very curious, though. Um... AMC, as I've said already like three times, I keep repeating myself, but is the largest movie theater chain. So I'm curious to see how they go about, it's, it's one thing to be a big company, you know, um, but just because they're a big movie theater, the movie theater experience is very different from that of the streaming service experience. So I'm curious to see if they're going to nail that. Another thing, I another question I have is, if they're going to have 2,000 movies, are any of those going to be original or, um, you know, exclusives? Because I feel like you need kind of originals or exclusives. Otherwise, you kind of get into, um, kind of get into like this a competition in the sorts. And I guess you're always in competition with your competitors. But the thing is, it, there's certain movies, for example, those that you can rent or buy on Amazon Prime that you can get on on demand with your cable, or you can get uh, even on Netflix. So it, if every streaming service, or if there's so much availability of these movies, will people be inclined to want to get the AMC streaming service? So that's just my take on that. Um, definitely have to see how that goes. And of course, Battle of the Streaming Services Part 2 is coming in December. Actually, I should just give you guys an official date already. Why didn't I do that? December 12th, exactly one month after Disney Plus and app, uh, a little over a month after Apple TV Plus comes out, I will be officially choosing my winner of Battle of the Streaming Services. So... Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Um, what else do I have for you guys today? Oh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is getting a musical um, adaption. It'll be debuting on Broadway in spring 2020. I believe the exact date for that is April 5th, 2020. So that is super exciting. Uh, I love Mrs. Doubtfire. It's such a funny movie. Um, really, really great. I think it's uh, like a classic for a lot of people. I, I've seen it so many times, and maybe not from like start to finish, but I definitely like have seen, you know, I've seen it at least once from start to finish, and then I catch as much as I can whenever it's on TV. So um, I think it's very interesting. I 
personally am a big Broadway fan. I have seen um, Matilda, Phantom of the Opera, Wicked, and Aladdin on Broadway. Absolutely in love with oh, pretty much all of them, but my faves have definitely got to be Aladdin and Wicked. Um, Phantom of the Opera is great as well, uh, and Matilda's funny. And I think that this uh, musical has the potential of being, um, and of course Matilda's more for like a younger audience, and I'm not sure if this is going to be for a younger audience or just a family audience, but I think it has the potential of being similar to Matilda in the sense of that it's just a full-on comedy. Um, there's certain, like for example, Aladdin. Uh, They've made the musical into a, like a comedy of sorts because the genie is funny and comedic and tells jokes, but it's also more of a like spectacular and like a serious, not serious, but like a, a not pure, pure comedy musical. So I think that this one is going to be more of a pure, pure comedy. And I'm very curious to see how they go about it because sometimes when you're very familiar with something, such as the movie, um, it can be hit or miss. Like you can either... Um, be like, wow, I love this musical, I love the movie, and this is just a, an adaption of it or a great version of it. Whereas other times you're like, eh, the movie was better, you know? Uh, personally though, and I've never seen it in, like, live or in person, but I have seen it on YouTube, the entirety of it all. Uh, Mean Girls, the musical, the Broadway musical, I think it's a great one, and, um, you know, that is a movie adapt or Broadway musical adapted from a movie. Um, and I think if you do it in the right way, it can be great. So I'm very, I, I'm excited. I definitely think that there's potential for this musical, and I hope that it's successful. So I believe I saw the previews for it are coming out, like, around March. So I, and it's not just the, the like, storytelling aspect of it all, because you can tell a great story. But it also has a lot to do with the music, especially um, when you're going to see something Broadway. You want good music. You want songs that um, support the story rather than are just songs that are there. So that'll be very interesting. Oh, HBO is actually developing a Grease spinoff, speaking of musicals, Grease. Um, and it'll actually include some of the new, some new characters, but also original characters, which I think is so exciting. So this is not the first spinoff we've heard of about from the for the HBO streaming service. Gossip Girl is also getting a spinoff now. That one is not, at least as of right now, supposed to have any of the original characters, which is a little bit disappointing. But um, it's very exciting that um, you know these well uh, very loved shows are getting spin-offs now again like i said with um you know musical adaptions and stuff with spin-offs it's very hit or miss we are very familiar with grease and with um gossip girl which i absolutely love um so it can be a good continuation of what we love, even with new characters. It can sometimes feel like a continuation and done in the right way, it can be great. But other times, a spinoff can feel, mm, you can be left with that feeling of like, I wish they had left it with the original. I wish they hadn't added to it. So very hit or miss. But what I can say, and obviously I can't say whether or not this is gonna be hit or miss because I need to see it first. Um, but what I can say is that I think this is a very, um, smart strategy from HBO's part um, because 
developing spin-offs is a great way to bring people into your streaming service, especially a new streaming service. So they, they have great hit shows, like, for example, Game of Thrones. Huge hit. I personally have never seen it. I'm sorry. Don't attack me. I will watch it soon, I promise. But Game of Thrones. Um, you know, they could rely solely on that and be like, wow, Game of Thrones is a big hit. Um, but will that draw people into their streaming service? First of all, people have already seen the entirety of the show, so maybe not. Uh, there's all these bootleg copies, I'm sure, online. So, again, maybe not. But developing spinoffs exclusive to their streaming service is great because whether it's a hit or a miss, you're going to want to purchase the streaming service because you're going to think, I want to know what they're going to do with that. I love Gossip Girl. Or, oh, wow, Grease is one of my favorite movies. I want to see what's going to happen. So, um, you know, you can, it's a very good strategy. And then you, so you get the streaming service so you can see what's going on with those shows or those spinoffs or whatever. And then you see, hey, Game of Thrones is on here. I really like Game of Thrones. And so you kind of get hooked to the streaming service, whether the spinoff is hit or miss. So I think that's a very cool thing. Um... Oh, speaking of, like, not really spinoffs, but, like, a reunion that happened, Jennifer Aniston joined Instagram this week, and she shared a photo, a reunion photo of her in the Friends cast. It was a big, huge hit online. Uh, a ton of celebrities commented on it, as well as, obviously, everybody else in the world, pretty much, and a ton of likes, and she set a new um, record, and she is the quickest account to reach a million followers. So that record was previously held by um, Meghan Markle, and Prince Harry, and um, yeah, she beat that. She reached a million followers in about five hours, which is absolutely insane to me. Just the reach that a celebrity has um, is amazing, really. Um, to be able to join a platform and in five hours have a million people following you. Imagine, I love that, especially when people do good with something like that. Imagine in five hours, a million people follow you, and you post, you know, a link to a charity or an organization or something. Um, maybe a million people won't see it or won't even interact with it, but maybe 10,000 people will. And I think that's amazing, the reach that celebrities have. Um, and it's just so interesting to me. Speaking of the reach celebrities have... Um, Kylie Jenner accidentally became a meme this week, so let me explain. Uh, I believe last week, Kylie Jenner uploaded a video of her office tour for the Kylie Cosmetics slash Kylie Skin office, um, where she has, you know, it's her office, her mom is there too sometimes and stuff, um, and she, so she uploaded the office tour. I watched it shortly after it came out, and there's this one particular part towards the end where her Daughter Stormy is asleep in her playroom because she has a playroom there in the office. It's a really cool office. If you haven't seen the video, you should check it out um, if you want. And um, anyway, she walks in to wake up Stormy, who is sleeping in the playroom, and she sings the words, rise and shine. That's literally it. That's all she sings. And I didn't think anything of it when I saw it. I saw it a few hours after it was uploaded, you know. I thought, cool office, like, you know. But, of course, somebody on the internet decided to tweet up, um, that they were making Rise and Shine, which is what I guess they're calling what she's saying, because that's literally what she's saying, the words Rise and Shine, uh, as their uh, alarm to wake up. So that spread like crazy, and everybody was, you know, making a meme out of it. And Kylie herself even saw it and thought it was funny. So it's very interesting to me um, 
how, not even a celebrity, because it's not like Kylie's the one who posted the tweet, or tweeted, uh, it was, it was a, like a fan, but one person can post something, and it can be just reach a ton of people, and become, even if just for a moment, it can become a meme, it can become, you know, something people are aware of, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's the main reason I like to talk about pop culture, because pop culture, even if just for small moments, has a big effect on people, and it sounds cheesy, and it sounds like, oh my gosh, what is she blabbing on about, but truly, it's what amazes me is that something can become trend, an internet, an internet trend, a fashion trend, a new song, but just for a moment, or a new song forever, a movie that will live on forever, or a movie that's popular this week. It's just so incredible to me how things can, even if just for a moment, or even for a long time, something can become popular so quickly. But anyway, speaking of the Kardashians slash Jenners, uh, you can now purchase the Kardashians clothes and, and clothes and purses online. So um, that's at KardashianCloset.com, closet with a K. No, I'm not being paid to advertise this. This is not an advertisement. But if I'm going to talk about it, I might as well tell you where to access it. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can, it's stuff that they've worn or used in the case of purses. Um, did, obviously everything is designer because that's like all they wear, isn't it? Um, and yeah, they, they have, the only sister that's missing is Kendall. Not sure why that's, why she's not on there, but, um, they have Kylie, Courtney, I'm sorry, Kylie, Chloe, and Kim. Those collections are available right now, so it's their stuff that they've worn. And it says Courtney is coming soon. Chris is also on there, but I cannot remember for the life of me if her collection is available yet or not. So you'll have to check for yourself if you're interested in that. But honestly, um, there's some good deals. Now, is it something, like, don't laugh at me or roll your eyes when I tell you about the good deal, but... Kylie, like for example, in Kylie's collection, there's a Prada backpack for $400. Now you're probably like laughing at me or rolling your eyes at me like $400 is a lot for a backpack. But think about it. First of all, in most cases when something is used, it devalues that item. But in the case of when a celebrity used it, I think it adds value to the item. And it's a Prada. So try to find yourself a Prada backpack. I, it's not going to be that price. It's going to be more. So $400 is actually not bad. And honestly, maybe if it was like a special occasion, like my birthday or something, I would treat myself and get it or at least ask for it, which is a little greedy, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's actually, or like if I was like rich and had a ton of money, um, I think I would, I, I, I would buy something. Like it's, it, it would just be one cool, like it's a major designer, you know, like Prada and there's a bunch of others, Louis Vuitton um, you know, other stuff, um, Balenciaga, um, so it's, like, a designer item, and then to be, like, oh, yeah, this was Kylie Jenner's bag, no big deal, but anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that, because I thought it was interesting. The last thing I want to talk about, and maybe I should have talked about this in the very beginning when I talked about Kevin Feige, but also in the run-through of this episode, I did the same thing, so I'm just gonna roll with it, uh, I'll talk about it now, uh, the MCU actresses, specifically um, Brie Larson, Elizabeth Olsen, and Scarlett Johansson, have recently been expressing interest in doing an all-female Avengers movie. Um, and, yeah, there's been a lot of talks about this. Um, and it's, I think, a strong possibility, I would say. Uh, now, of course, a lot of Marvel fans are either, like, very much against this or very much for this. There's, like, no in-between. I personally am very much for this. Like, yes, all-female Avengers movie, yes. Uh, however, 
I do think it needs to be done right, and I do think it needs to be in the next, like, down the line. Like, I would say three, four, even five years from now. Maybe no more than five, because it would be really cool. Um, but here's what I would like. As I mentioned, you know, now there's the possibility of crossovers between the shows and the movies. I would really like for Nico Minoro from Runaways to be involved more um, in the movies, perhaps, because... Um, a-Force is the all-female Avengers comic, which I actually met the writer, Marguerite Bennett, and, um, or one of the writers for it, and it's, so like I said, it's the all-female Avengers comic, super awesome, but Nico Minoru plays a huge part in that, so I really like it if they kind of brought her into the movies before doing that, as well as She-Hulk, who we already know is going to come into the MCU at some point, she obviously has a series that they're working on for her, so I think it would be really great, but I really want them to develop these characters first, not to leave the old characters behind, I don't know how they would incorporate Black Widow, sorry Scarlett Johansson, but they definitely, like, all the current characters, um, Scarlet Witch, um, the Wasp, Captain Marvel, I think there would be a place for all of them, but I want these other characters that were in the A-Force comic, and it doesn't have to be a carbon copy of the comic either, but I really like it if at least Nika Minoru and She-Hulk had a, and even Miss Marvel had a place in the comics as well, um, even if we have, like, a multiverse going on, I would love to have, like, Spider-Gwen in it, and maybe Spider-Woman, um, but yeah, I think it would be very, very cool, I just want it to happen later down the line, once we have some more developed female characters, um, so yeah, that's where I'm going to end the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed. Um, and before I, before I end this officially, a little bit of shameless self-promotion. So the very first thing is that it was brought to my attention that quite a bit of people have been, um, nominating me for the, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking for this that quite a bit of people have been nominating me for the Discover Pods Awards. So if you want to nominate my podcast, Simply Kennedy, uh, I'm not saying you have to. That would be a little bit too much shameless self-promotion. But if you want to, you can go to awards.discoverpods.com. Uh, and nominate my podcast for the awards. I would really appreciate it if you did that. Um, otherwise, you can find me on social media. I'm Kennedy C Media on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is at Kennedy C underscore blog. I don't use Instagram that much, but if enough of you follow me, maybe I'll start using it more. Uh, you can find my digital art on kennedycdigitalart.com. Uh, you can also commission me to do some promotional artwork for you or even draw your favorite cartoon characters together, anything like that. Um, you can find me on YouTube. Kennedy Castillo, that's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. I'm doing a lot of exciting things. Next week is Halloween week on my channel, all the way through Halloween. I'll be doing a lot of um, fun tutorials and stuff like that, so you should definitely check it out. Um, KennedyCblog.com, lots of great stuff coming up there soon. Um, you can support me on Patreon with a small donation at patreon.com slash KennedyCmedia. Um, and last but not least... This podcast is available on anchor.fm slash kennedyc. You can also find the links to every other platform where the podcast is available on anchor.fm slash kennedyc. On there, you will also be able to click listener support to make a small monetary donation to this podcast to keep us running. And you can send me listener messages. If you'd like, you can suggest a topic for next week's episode. Any day, anytime before Wednesday at midnight, I would love to talk about whatever topics you suggest. I will even play your suggestion on the podcast. And if you don't want to do that, 
you can send me listener messages about anything else. You can just give me your opinion on stuff I've talked about. Um, just say hey to me, whatever. I'd love it. Um, I don't have to air it on the podcast if you don't want me to. So just say that in your message and I will just listen to it. And who knows, maybe I'll reply. Uh, I'll be back here same day next week. See you next Thursday. I'll be tuning in again. Thanks for listening.